most of my life was a lot of no's. I mean, that was from dancing and auditioning, but like so many no's and so many people just like counting me out, but you can't count yourself out. You have to believe in what you have to offer and what you're bringing to the world. So just keep showing up and keep finding new directions. If that one thing isn't working, you've gotten great at divine working, but what about divine living? Welcome to the Divine Living Podcast. I'm your host, Gina DeVee. You're not alone in wanting more. And here at the Divine Living Podcast, you can expect to be part of conversations from women like us who unapologetically dream big and are obsessed with manifesting our most fabulous lives. The conversation starts now. Sydney, it is such a joy to have you on the Divine Living Podcast. Um, Not only am I super looking forward to interviewing you, because it was such a delight to be on your show, um, my team is obsessed with you, and they did everything. They're like, can we be on the Zoom too? I was like, "Uh, I think it's going to be me and Sydney this time, but everyone's really excited. I know my audience is going to be super excited to get in on this conversation, so welcome to the show. Yeah, well, that was a great welcome. Um, That's so sweet of them to be a fan in some way, but yeah, I'm so happy to be here. We had a great conversation on my podcast and I felt like we flowed. So I'm excited just to chat more. Awesome. Awesome. So because my audience, um, tends to be really in the entrepreneurial space for, um, any of you living under a rock that maybe haven't connected with uh, Bachelor Nation and all things Bachelor. Um, we're going to be talking some of what Sydney's experience was there, and then we'll get into the entrepreneurial endeavors as well. But Sydney, I got to ask you, just from starters, do you get tired of talking about your experience on The Bachelor? I mean, it was such a pivotal experience in my life that I haven't gotten tired of it yet. I mean, it can be exhausting with all the shows happening now and there's constantly a new bachelor and nothing and another thing to talk about. Um, but no, I think it's like, I really appreciate the questions and that people are interested in my story and my experience. So I would say thus far, not yet, but it's been a few years that I've been talking about it, but we're still, um, we're still going strong. And if you hear snoring at all during this conversation, it's not me. It's my bulldog on the floor. underneath my feet. <laughs> no problem. All right. Well, cause that's good. Cause I have some questions for you that I'm curious about. So I just know sometimes, you know, when people talk about their origin story and their backstory, they've said it so many times. So yeah, it becomes we'll, like a script. Right. Well, we'll start there and then we'll get into your current life because we all know that our lives are not in the past, even though our paths can shape us and become part of us, but we uh, look to grow and evolve. So what had you apply, try out, audition for The Bachelor? Yeah. So I was living in New York city at the time. And I remember your story, Gina, about like wanting to find your man. And Mm -hmm. I was kind of in that process, but I found a lot of blockage in New York city. Like I didn't have a lot of success, success in dating. I was on the apps. I would be set up by people and just the energy of New York just wasn't really conducive for me to finding the right person. Um, I'm sure it can work for other people, but I was just having a lot of problems. Um, and I think the last straw was, I got ghosted by a guy, um, that we had an amazing date. He like cooked me dinner and we danced in the living room. And then he ghosted me by saying he had a dental emergency and I never heard from him again. So I think he died. Um, so it was just like a lot of stories like that. And then one of my friends, I was he's dancing, never reached out since like, never, 
<laughs> so weird. And I've had other guys that like ghosted me that would send random like rose emojis just randomly once they found out I was on the show. And I was like, okay, creeper, like get out of my text messages. Um, so a lot of that energy. And then my friend, I was dancing for the Knicks at the time. Um, and one of my friends on the team, she had just got back in a relationship with uh, her high school boyfriend and they're actually now engaged. And Bachelor was reaching out to her because I think someone submitted her for the show and she knew about the live open call in the city that was like the following week. And she was like, you're really single. You should go do that. And I, I was like, okay, that sounds hilarious. And I've been used to going to random castings and auditions all the time for dance because you just get random emails all the time and you just show mm-hmm. up and see what happens. Um, so I went with my friend uh, from the team. She actually was my coach at the time. And we went as kind of like a joke. It was honestly just like, let's wow. see what happens. This will be a funny afternoon, if nothing else. And we get there and the line is wrapped around the block. There's like mm-hmm. so many girls who love this show. And I, I mean, I watched it, but I wasn't like a mega fan. So it was just like an, a funny experience. And then we got through the like interview process. And for whatever reason, they saw something in me and my friend and they were, they slipped us. <laughs> like an audition packet or like the next round of the audition process underneath like our sweatshirts. They just were so low key about it because they didn't want it to be like a big fuss. So it was a weird afternoon. So from there, there's a plenty of rounds, all the background checks, all of the calls, all the things. And then you get to like a week before you have to leave for the show. You find out whether you made it or not. They usually call. Um, And I found out, so I had a week to prepare to leave for the show. And I was dancing again, like I said, on the Knicks at the time. And I actually had to make a really tough decision because I heard that I made the show. And then I also had to decide whether I was going to continue on dancing for the Knicks or go on the show. Cause I had to quit my job essentially to go on the show. Cause I couldn't do both. Mm -hmm. So it was a tough, like high, low time. Um, But ultimately it was just kind of a random afternoon that led to this crazy adventure. Uh, amazing, amazing. Yeah. So I want to just dial this back because you're, you're acting like this is kind of like so low key and like, like you're dancing for the Knicks, like dating isn't really working out for you. Like, Hey, I'll go audition for a television show about yeah. this area that I'm like, not really succeeding with in my life. And I think that so many people listening even our myself included, like we can have these dreams, but like mm-hmm. that it can get snuffed out also if we have too many hits in the same area. And then like, I think the tendency is to go smaller rather than bigger. And you're like, mm-hmm. well, apps aren't working for me. So I'll go for a show. Like, yeah. <laughs> And like, and just even like <clears throat> dancing for the, the Knicks is no small thing either. So mm-hmm. have you always had this like big vision, big thinking, go for it in a big way vibe? Yeah. I've always been around that for my family. I didn't, I always had a lot of support for my dreams and going after that. So I think that I always had that in the back of my mind that no matter what I had their support, no matter what adventure I wanted to go on or, or no matter what risk I wanted to take. But generally though, I'm a very shy person and I tend to be very <laughs> reserved, which is funny. So I, because I know that, and that's been kind of my thing my whole life, I've actively had to push myself in the opposite direction. So a lot of the experiences in my life, I'm kind of pushing myself out of the nest and I 
almost look to like, what could be the scariest thing for me to do? And that's the thing I do because I'm trying to always push against that, like natural tendency to be shy, to hold myself back, to not go on the adventures and just to be an observer. Cause I love to like do like I do all the time, just like talk to people and just observe everyone doing things and just taking that mm-hmm. in. But because I'm that way, I actively always try to do the opposite. Cause I've noticed from that pattern that those tend to be when I grow the most and when I learn the most and when the craziest thing could happen. So I think it was that. And because I was having such an issue with dating and I always put so much focus on my life, on my career. Like I always, that was my number one, all my time went to that when the dating thing wasn't working. And I was like, ah, well, I'll just put that on hold. I'll just go do the career stuff. I'm good at that. I understand that. And then it was, I was getting to a point where I was like, okay, I put so much focus on career. I need to, I need to really look at why this is not working for me. I really need to look at why dating is not falling into my lap so easily and why there's so much resistance. So that was also in my head, like this could be the thing that really gives me that deep dive into that part of my life that I have kind of avoided Mm -hmm. in a lot uh, of ways. So what'd you discover? I discovered. So when I was on the, the great thing about the show is you get to just talk all the time about your feelings, your life, your emotions, uh, your past. Like it's a lot of talking and feelings, which I love. Um, I just think what I discovered energetically with me and dating, I think deep down, I was always pushing it away a little bit, whether I was actively aware of it or not. I think I was scared of relationships because I, before going to the show had never been in a real relationship. I dated, but never called someone, my boyfriend never said, I love you to anyone. So I think in a lot of that, I was very guarded and I had walls up, which mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily know I had. So I think going into these dating situations, I was either calling in men that were really not it or were clearly not a suitable, a suitor, um, or I just was a little avoidant in it. And I, I think the show was great for me to really realize like, oh, I've been doing this. And I was also always in fear that I wasn't maybe not good enough is not the right term, but I didn't, I was always in fear that I wouldn't know how to be in a relationship because I didn't Mm -hmm. have those prior experiences. Mm -hmm. So I think all of those were kind of weighing in as well. And the great thing about the show is it kind of brought all that up and it's, that can be hard to understand and realize, but it's also really good and a great way to evolve. Cause then you can see like, Oh, I, this is the ways I've been doing it in the past. This is why it hasn't been working for me. If I make these shifts then maybe it will open up other opportunities. Mm-hmm. So that's what the show kind of became for me. Cause the show, unfortunately, like I didn't really hit it off with a bachelor. We didn't really have a strong relationship, but I got to learn so much about myself and what I'm actually capable of. Cause I was doing this really scary thing is going on national television and putting myself out there, which I didn't really do a lot, even in my normal life with dating and all of that. So it was again, like a crazy experience, but it was the very, um, life-changing and the things that I learned about myself and the, the person I was able to become just from the month that I was there on the show. Mm. So I want to get to some of what you just talked about, but backing it up, you know, I think when I remember when I was doing my own deep dive on relationship, and I think the world just sets up this thing, whether it's relationship or career, that if something isn't 
happening for you in the way that you desire, Mm -hmm. whatever version of it, there's something wrong with you. You're either not good enough or you're not lucky or it's not meant for you or it can't happen, you know, like whatever the, the default psychological conditioning is. And I remember, um, I didn't know that people had patterns with relationship and I was just so frustrated when I was dating that like nothing was working out and I was never chosen everyone. And I just felt really victimized. Like, mm-hmm. um, and so I just want to put this out there to anyone listening that's in that situation in any area of our life that as a reminder that we do create a reality and it's so humbling when it's in the subconscious when we don't see it because like you think you're like I'm available for dating I'm on the apps and yeah you know um for me I was like you know going out and like meeting people and like it, it just didn't work and then when I worked with my first relationship coach Catherine Woodward Thomas who wrote Calling in the One the best line book mm-hmm. I, I remember walking into her uh, event and she's like so what's your pattern with men and I was like what is she talking about like they just haven't shown up yet like yeah I mean, my pattern um and I do write about it in my book that I had to wake up to, I was trying to date who I wanted to become. I was like chasing after all these local loser rock stars because they were going after their dream, but I wasn't showing up to be the rock star in my own life. And anyways, there's more to that. So I think that um, it's really beautiful that you were just open for that vulnerable process on national television. (laughs) I know. Yeah. I think because I also had to uproot so much of my life. I was like, well, I'm here. I made the decision. I had to really like dig in and just hope that that was enough in the process because the worst thing that could have happened is I quit my job, go on the show, get sent home night one. And I don't get any of that. So luckily that didn't happen. But yeah, I think I've tried my best with any situation to give it my all, whether that's just like me doing the laundry that day, or it's like me going on national television. I try to like really be there and be present. I'm better at it sometimes than others, but, um, yeah, I just try to really give it my all. And I think my dad gave me this like, uh, motto to go by when I went on the show. Cause it'd be a lot of pressure knowing that there's so many people watching you and that you are representing yourself on television and that can go both ways. But he was like, okay, we, we would watch Cinderella. That's like my favorite, uh, one of my favorite movies, the live action one. And her thing was like to have courage and be kind. And that was just like the theme for me. And I was like, okay, I can do that. I can be brave and just be nice and see what happens from there. Like if you're starting from just like that easy space, um, I think it, it worked for me and I think it can work for other people too. Super cool. So just inquiring minds want to know, so what's a day in the life? Like you're like, yeah, you fly there. Like, like how's, how's this all work? What's it like behind the scenes? It's so funny. Cause it seems like you're just like jetting off here and going on this state, but it's a lot of downtime. You don't have a phone, you don't have a computer, you don't have any really connection to the outside world, which actually was really lovely. Um, but that's kind of all removed. So you are really just sitting around. That's why the girls get to know each other so well. Cause you're just sitting and talking and chatting about life and your relationship and just you in general. So there's a lot of sitting and talking, a lot of doing your makeup all day long. So like a rose ceremony doesn't start until like eight. So you're getting ready all day. Cause you're not having to do anything else. You're just getting ready all day long. Like the first rose ceremony nights 
goes until 5 a.m. We didn't leave the actual mansion until like 8 a.m. So I was in that dress from around 7 p.m. until the whole next morning. Like I had welts on my shoulder from the dress rubbing. At one point I caught on fire from one of the lights and I just didn't know. So I had three holes in my dress. So it's just like a lot of things like that. Um, Was it miserable or were you like, I'm here for it? It can be. I mean, I'm used to like the hard life with dance, but it can be kind of miserable at times because you're tired, especially when you get more into the emotions of it down the road and you're exhausted and fights will happen. And whether you're in them or not, it can be very dramatic and a lot on the system because it's just, it's right in front of your face and you can't really avoid it. You can't go call your mom and like rehash things. You can't go talk to your friend about how you're feeling things. I mean, you can talk to your friends on the show, but you're going to be on, on camera. So it's like all of that's going to be recorded. Um, so that part's hard, but like the adventure of it and like the things that I mentioned earlier about like the stuff that I learned about myself and how I grew in the process was awesome. And it's just such a unique, a unique experience that only few people get to experience. I know there's 30 women a season, but the amount of people that actually auditioned for that show, which I hadn't realized was like thousands every Mm -hmm. season. So it's pretty cool to think about it in that way. Um, but yeah, the day in life is kind of slow unless you're going on a really cool helicopter dates and being jetted off somewhere. It's kind of just like low key, um, on those off days. Interesting. Interesting. All right. So, um, let's scooch it into a little more present. Like, was it hard to, I mean, I get there were downtimes and stuff, but you're still on national television and you still became famous and, and all those things. Was it hard to acclimate into real life being off television? Yeah. I remember coming off the show and it's weird because you are in this bubble and you're, you feel protected and like in this world and you kind of get used to it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I remember when I came off the show, I wasn't ready just to go back to my New York apartment and my life and the things that I had left and all of that. Actually, what's funny when I first got my phone back, I was in Singapore. No, I was in Vietnam and I had to fly through China, all these things. And I just got my phone back. And, um, the first thing I do, I open up my phone, I go on Instagram and I see, cause I quit the Knicks dancing at the time. And the first thing I see it's opening night for like the Knicks in basketball and, um, the like photos of the team had come out and the, I was in that photo originally, but what I saw was me edited out of the photo and the whole thing up. So it was just like a stab in the heart. So things like that are tough because you, you took this chance on yourself. You went on this crazy experience and you hope that it ends well. And the thing is you don't really know until you actually get to watch the show and see how they edit it and see how people react to you. So the whole like months leading up to it, there's kind of some kind of like anxiety about it because you really don't know. You can just like hope that you did your best while you're there and you have an idea of it, but you never really know what exactly they're going to show. Um, so I remember I, right after I got, um, off the show, I, and I went home to my family and just took like a, a month actually, and just, nice. you know, unwound and just was, mm-hmm. was just with them. And cause you can't really go on social media or anything really. And like tell people what you've been doing because they kind of know where you've been. So you still are in hiding a little bit after filming happens too, which is interesting. Got it. Well, and you chose to self-eliminate. So yeah. what was, let's go into the psychology of that one. Yeah. Um, so I think in the process, 
I was trying myself to grow as much as I can, because I was again, scared of relationships a little bit and scared of like, not being like, not knowing enough to be in a relationship. So I, I was trying to push against that a lot. So every time I went to talk to the bachelor, my bachelor was Colton. I would try to like, okay, here are my things I want to talk about and tell you about. Cause you get very short amount of times with the bachelor. It's like mm-hmm. on group dates, it's like 20 minutes if you're lucky. So it's very quick. Hmm. I mean, I was only on group dates. So you have to just come in with your whole life story right then and there. That's why you see people just like revealing stuff left and right. Cause you have such short amount of time to really like make this connection. So I was doing that a lot and I just felt a lot of like surface level conversations with him and surface level relationship building. So we weren't really getting there. Like we got along. He was super nice, very good looking, obviously. And just we had a good time together, but it was never like deep and it d- didn't get to that place that I love to go as I, why I probably go on podcasts all the time and mm-hmm. love podcasting, but we didn't get to like the below the surface really ever. And I kept trying every time, kept pushing from different directions. And by the time that I ended up leaving, it was right before hometowns, which is very serious and was, would have been me showing, um, a guy to my family for the first time ever. So I took that very seriously. Um, I was very like cognizant of that. And by that point I was like, I can't actually bring you home to my parents. I feel like we could get to this place, but we're not there yet. And these are the things that I would need to happen in order to get there. So I, the last date I went to tell him all those things, I actually had no idea I was going to be leaving that night. I had no preparation. I didn't pack anything, um, which was unfortunate because they have to pack for you if you don't pack your bags. Um, (laughs) So I went to that date and I was like, okay, here are the things that I need. And I was thinking of this from like a real life situation. Like if this was a real life situation and I needed to move further along with someone I was dating, I would, how would I approach it if it was real life? So Mm -hmm. if that, the answer he gave me from the show, if that was real life, I would be like, no, I wouldn't stay around for this. I would leave. So that made the most sense in the, in the process of it. So I had that realization. I was like, oh, I can't be here anymore. He's not going to get there with me. I'm only doing myself a disservice. And I'm going to continue to stay and keep like trying that and knowing that it's not going to get there. So thinking from my real, real life brain, I was like, I got to go. And that's why I left. Amazing. Also so big thinking and courageous and brave and, um, yeah. So let's see, where do I want to go next? Well, while we're on the subject of relationship, we'll do this and then we'll go into some entrepreneurial career stuff. So you have a real boyfriend now mm-hmm. who hasn't met your family. Yes. <laughs> so how did you meet this boyfriend? Well, actually funny story. He watched, uh, the bachelor. So mm-hmm. he, it was his like guilty pleasure with him and his roommates on Monday nights. And for whatever reason, he took a liking to me and he would just reach out, um, via Instagram, just randomly. It was never creepy. It was always just answering or responding to things that I'd already had up, or I was like asking questions or things like that. He would just respond and they would always be funny. And that was kind of it. And it wasn't until quarantine or right before that, that I had been talking back and forth with him. And then I looked at actually who I was talking to, because I try to answer everyone and I usually do, but I don't always like pay attention necessarily to the profile mm-hmm. that I'm talking to. And then I clicked on it and I was like, Oh, he's a really cute boy. Like I like his face. So then because I saw that I kept continuing to talk to him and actually we ended up building our relationship over quarantine. We started FaceTiming from there and just built this really crazy, strong relationship. I was in Virginia 
at the time and he was in Ohio. So the whole time I was kind of like, "Eh, is this going to work out long-term? I don't know, but I was trying to not let myself think from my like logistical brain that I usually like to go to. I was like letting my heart lead the way a little bit more, which I hadn't really experienced before. And it really worked out. So we ended up meeting three minutes, three months after we had been talking uh, via FaceTime and that was the first time we had met. And then I came to visit like a couple months later, I was planning to stay for a month, but with quarantine and the way things work, I ended up just moving in Amazing. <laughs> and now I live here. So I don't know, very crazy, wild story, but I, I think the theme of what I tend to do is kind of just trust my guts, um, mm-hmm. in crazy situations or in weird things like that. And it generally works out for me. So that's what I did and it's been going great. And now we've been together almost two years. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, wild. you know, I mean, to, to watch people on TV, you know, there's this weird thing that you can feel like, you know, them and that they're like your best friend or someone you're going to date or whatever. Yeah. And then you like can rub a couple of brain cells together. But they're like a, like galaxies away and the amount of people in between, like, did he really think he was going to get to you? No, that's, what's funny is he is logistical too. And, and his roommate is a little bit, or at the time was a little bit older than him. And he was like, yeah, just, just message her. That's normal. People do that. And he was like, listen, people don't just message each other and get response. Like that's not, she's on TV. Like there's no way. Um, but we are real people, especially on reality shows. It seems like we're like these crazy untouchable people, but we, I mean, I go, I went from my regular life and just onto this crazy experience. So we are normal people at the end of the day. And yeah, I responded and I just think it was just that one little ex like risk that he took. And then me, it just kind of all fell into place from there. Um, but yeah, I don't think he expected, like, I can't believe you yeah. actually manifested. Cindy. Yeah. I know he, he was joking about it too. He was like, I can't believe I sat on this couch that you're sitting on now. And I was like, Hey, I like that girl. <laughs> Let's just see what happened. I don't know. It's kind of a wild story, but I, I like to tell it a lot because I think, especially during the quarantine uh, part of dating, people could get really frustrated and I've always felt frustrated in dating. So I wanted to like show people like, Hey, it happened for me. I went in a crazy dating show and did all these things and that didn't work out for me, but this random guy <laughs> DM'd me and now we're together. It's just, so I, I like to tell that just to hopefully give someone out there hope that you never really know where your person could be coming from. Yes. Or your opportunity. Life. I think the yeah. same thing goes on in career too. Yeah. You think that like producers or like whatever your dream is, you want to be on television and magazines, get your book deal. Like mm-hmm. that they have Instagram very likely too. And they're checking their DMs too, or, you know, some people have people check it for them, but um, I think that people are way more accessible, especially when it's like a true alignment and you're not Mm -hmm. just like trying to get something, but it's really, um, you know, a a genuine interest. And there's there's a lot of power and a lot of energy in that. So yeah, I agree. I think intentions are huge too. And if you have dreams like that, like I I say, don't be afraid to put them out there for people to see. Like even if it's like not a direct connection to the job you want or the relationship you want, maybe it's like you put up this post and like someday down the road someone sees it, or you never really know Mm -hmm. um, where things can lead. So if you feel like really called to do something, I say always do it and just see what happens. And don't 
put so much expectation on the result of it. Like it has to a equals B it can be like a equals Z. We never know, really know like what it's going to lead to. So exactly, exactly. And I think just that believing bigger, we were so trained to look like in front of us, like, well, I don't know who, or I don't know where or how that could possibly happen. I had a fun little spark happen yesterday. I'll share the details just because I like that stuff and who knows what will actually come of this or not, but it's more mm-hmm. like the, the, the point. So I was sitting there thinking, you know, social media is just such a powerful thing. And I've been doing so much, like I've been doing all of it pretty much myself. I mean, my team helps me with certain like video clips and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a lot and it wasn't growing and then being engaged in the way, you know, I know yeah. everyone feels this way, but I was just like sitting there, like staring at it. I'm like, I need some help with this. Like I need uh-huh. like, who's just, going to be really lit up about my message. And I want to get my book into the hands of more women. And it was, so it's coming from like a genuine place, not like it just want to be famous place. Yeah. I was just sitting there thinking about it. And I was like, and I've tried, like, I feel like sometimes the social media managers, it's like my dating story. It's like, I've tried so many and it hasn't worked out. I've been disappointed at, you know, like, yeah, well, I'm not going to go there. So I was just like, where is there this person that could really, and I kid you not, Sydney, I look and I go into my DMs and like, like I try to respond as many as possible. And mm-hmm. I try to repost stuff when people show like pictures of my book next to a pool. And I'm so grateful. I don't always get to it. And yeah. I don't always look at the profile, but I do what I can whenever. Mm-hmm. And there was this book, my book next to a pool. Someone said she was reading it and I went and reposted it. And when I have to, like, sometimes I'll be like, thanks so much for sharing the love. How'd you find out about the book? Mm-hmm. And I, and she's like, you sat next to my mom on a plane. I actually have a signed copy of your book. And I was oh, wow. like, what? <laughs> and I was like, wait, and I, so I remembered her mom and her mom's super, I'm like, tell your mom to text me. And I remember I was on a plane to New York and this mom was going to help her daughter move into her new apartment because she just got a job with Gary Vaynerchuk. And so I was just, I remembered that and I was just like, Hey, how's it going Gary V? And she's like, it's amazing. It's awesome. I was like, Hey, what do you do there by the way? Yeah. And she's like, I have to like go back and look at it. She's like, Oh, well, I'm with Vayner talent. I'm on the social media side, helping brands and personalities with their social wow. media. I'm like, can we set up a zoom call? Cause oh my gosh. So yes. Yeah, so you manifested a boyfriend out of it. I might be manifesting social media partnership out of it. I love it. But it's like, you know, it's such a big, awesome world when we're not, you know, you talk about saying intentions, like mm-hmm. I didn't set the intention that there's no one out there to help me. And you didn't set the intention. There's no one there. Like you've got to keep believing in the miracle yeah. and not like if I would have gone into my mortal brain about like, okay, now who can I call? Or like, do I need to post or send an email yeah. to this? Like, wah, wah. Um, but the universe has a much better plan. I agree. And just try not to hold yourself back from what the major plan is. I think when we put so many like restraints on it and we think like, if I do this, it will equal this. I think that's Mm -hmm. when we hold ourselves back, but I think the possibilities are actually endless. And I don't, I think sometimes I probably don't really know the, the full extent of what life is going to bring me. Cause I, in my normal, my brain right now, I can't even imagine. I hope that I can't even imagine what's to come down the road. Yeah. that's where I like to think from or right now, what, where I'm currently trying to always stay in that kind of vortex for lack of a better term. Yes, yes, yes. And in that, like what, 
is the dream or the vision? Is it more television? Is it like, what's, what's the, to, to your, the best of your <clears throat> conscious. Of- yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, I've noticed, I think from quarantine that I always thought I was like, okay, I'm a dancer. I do this. These are my talents, but I've realized like, oh, I have a lot more that I could be offering and a lot more that I'm interested in and things I kind of want to lean into. So I don't know. I would love, I like, I love film. I love like just the process of the bachelor, like all the behind the scenes stuff. Like I was obsessed with that. I was loved like talking on camera. I loved getting to know the people on the show and things like that. So I love that process. So maybe down the road, that would be something I know my boy, my boyfriend is also really actually good on camera and like good at speaking and all those things. So maybe down the road, we could work together on something. I've been very into home things. So I was like, hmm, maybe <laughs> I can get into some like HGTV show someday or something mm-hmm. like that. If I'm thinking like huge picture, but I think right now my focus is just like, how can I best serve the, the people that are following me now or people that are in my circle or whatever? Like, how can I be a best service and just continuing to try to stretch that envelope every day. So, and that can be confusing sometimes. Cause it's like, well, what is that? What does that even mean? Like, cause in this space, there's no like clear trajectory of like what a career is. It can kind mm-hmm. of be very broad, which is really exciting, but also very like scary. Cause it's not very consistent all the time. So yeah, I'm just, I think right now I'm just like trying to show up in the best way to serve my community and by also leaning into the things that I really love and enjoy. So like for me right now, it's podcasting or showing up and doing brand collaborations or putting together like meet and greets. Like I did this really awesome meet and greet in Cincinnati, which I thought no one was going to show up to. We did like a watch party for the show. And it's been a few years since I've been on the show. And I was like, maybe five people will come. And there was like almost 200 people that came. And <laughs> like, it was unbelievable. Five people would be there. Like, yeah. I was like, it'll be yourself. like a casual night. And we were supposed to watch the show and I was doing a meet and greet and I got to talk to everyone and I did not sit down for like three hours as I was meeting everyone. So I just think that it, it is endless if I keep thinking from that space. So right now my focus just is like, how can I best show up today? And like, what are your, like you said, divine assignments for today? Um, mm-hmm. And we'll see where that takes me. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Well, let's share with everyone how you are serving the world right now. You've got your podcast. So tell everyone about that. Yes. Yeah, so I started this podcast during quarantine. It's actually my third iteration of a podcast. So originally I started it with a girl that I had never met before. She DM'd me and I was like, I was taking chances via DMs during this time period, I guess. Really? So she <laughs> DMed me and wanted to start a podcast together. And it was great. And it was like a good way for me to understand the process of it, but we just didn't connect in the way we saw things. So we had to cut ties. And then I ended up doing a show, um, with a girl from bachelor and she, I love her. She's one of my great friends with the show, but she just, the passion behind it wasn't the same as the passion that I had for it. So then mm-hmm that didn't fall. That didn't work. She ended up going in a different direction. So then I was like, okay, I could either stop doing this and just give up. Cause I think the world is telling me to do that. Or I dig in and actually go off and do it on my own and take that chance. And that's what felt the most right to me at the time. So it's kind of my passion project. I've always loved podcasts. I've always loved listening to them. They were always that thing that I would turn to when I needed that thing to hear. I needed some inspiration or just new ideas. So I loved that aspect of it. 
So basically I just talked to really inspiring people like Gina was on the podcast last week Mm -hmm. and people from reality TV entrepreneurs, just so whatever you hear during the episode, you take something away from it. It could be, it's going to be different every week. It seems, but there's always like a bit of inspiration or a piece of takeaway is my goal for every episode. And I want you to leave feeling like a little bit better during your day, whenever you listen. So we have episodes every Wednesday and they're a lot of fun and they, they feel very like heart centered and very me. So mm-hmm. I think where I've gotten it to the place now, it just feels right. So that's what my awesome. current, well, we will definitely is. have all the links in the show notes and we'll put it in Gina's journal, which comes out every Thursday. So people can um, follow, subscribe, listen, and, um, you know, your brand collaborations, I just think are really cool. Like there's, you know, so many people that I'm sure we all follow and, you know, I have compassion because everyone needs to earn a living yeah. and in the lifestyle space, it's, um, necessary to get creative, shall we say? Yeah. Um, you know, and then I'm just like, there's people that I follow and I respect and I'm like, come on, girlfriend, there's no way you use that yeah. product. There's no way you wear that. And it's like, I'm a fan, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, come on, give me what. And when I see you do them, like, I feel like your brand collabs are, are just so next level. Like they're really you. I personally loved the bodysuit one you did oh, recently. Thank the you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, those bathing suits are, I'm like getting ready to go on a cruise. I was like, I got to check this brand out. They're you great. Know? They're awesome. Yeah. I think I have always just done the most in life. And I, I always just want to put my best foot forward. And that means me like really doing the most, like, for example, that bathing suit, when I just did, like I had to sneak into the sauna at my gym to take a photo. And if the sauna wasn't open, then I was going to have to do it in 40 degree weather outside. Cause I was like, you have to get the bathing suit photo. It has to make sense. And I always just like, I'm very hard on like what brands I choose. And I think my, my social media manager gets annoyed with me sometimes. Cause I'm like, that doesn't align with me. I would never use that. Or I need to try it first. Or I'm very specific about what I agree to promote because I care about it a lot. And I know that it's an honor to have people that care about what I think and say and follow me. So I care to, to what about what I bring them. Mm-hmm. So I try to be really cognizant of that because one, I need to really enjoy making content for it because it is a lot of work. It doesn't look like it is from someone just scrolling through their feed. And I know everyone kind of hates ads because they don't really click on them, but it's fine. But yeah, it's a lot of work and a lot of like heart that at least I put into it. Cause I never want to just be like holding a product and be like smiling. Cause I just don't think that resonates and I need to see like how it actually would work in my life and someone else's life. So that's where my approach is to brand stuff. And I, I, it take, it's taken me a while to get to this place. When I first got out of the show, I was like, what am I doing? I don't want to talk to a camera like this. I don't know what, what's going on. So I've kind of learned my niche with it, but it, I find it super fun. And I love, like, I'm always trying things and I will always talk about the things that I actually really, really care about. And it's not even for me about making money, which is great that I like can make money for this, but it's more about just like being really genuine and the, having excitement behind whatever product it is. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it really, it that. really shows and it really, uh, it stands out with you as well. I just did my first, um, clothing line collaboration mm-hmm. with like legit one of my favorite, favorite clothing. And I was like, oh, it's not just like getting clothes and like, even like, you got to make sure the lighting's right. And then it's all featured. And then the, po- like, yeah. I was like, 
oh, this is, you know, it's not just getting free stuff. Like it's because you really, you know, you, if you care about mm-hmm. your audience and the brand, you just really want to be of service to both. Yeah. Um, and it, it requires being very intentional and thoughtful and creative. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was um, an interesting takeaway. It's humbling. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then you look at the people that have been doing it like forever or do yeah. it like a ton more and you're like, oh, you're like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. it's interesting. Sure, sure, sure. So um, is, is that... Well, here, let's, uh, for a second, let's talk about the brand collaborations. Do you seek them out? Do they come to you? How does that work in your world? It's kind of a mix of both. Like I have a brand manager, mostly just because I will not sit around and actually apply to things. Like I just feel like I'm doing too many things and I will not just like take an hour and do that. So I just have her apply to them. But I think with whatever I'm putting out into the world, it seems to kind of people approach me sometimes, which is really great. Like, especially being in Cincinnati now, like I had no idea because I had never visited before. I know I had no idea, like the extent of like brands that are here and just the community that's here. And I found like a really great connection with Cincinnati in general with that. So I'm working with, um, an I brand next week and we're doing this like full shoot and they're revolving it around my life and like what I do and my podcasting. And I was like, that feels so great and aligned. So anytime there can be like that, like more messaging than just like here, buy this product when it can be like, Mm -hmm. there's heart in it. And I don't know. I just, I don't know why that lights me up so much, but I just like love telling the story of things. And I think it kind of uh, goes into brand stuff. So yeah, like I said, I really care about something I'm choosing. And if the brand is like honoring me by like choosing me to represent them, then I want to do my very best Mm -hmm. to show that. And I try that with anything, like even with like, I got hired for dance jobs. Like you want to do your very best. You want to be on your game. You want to show up early. So it's kind of the same mentality, but I'm approaching it to like everything that I'm doing. And right now it's a lot of brand collabs, but I try to always feel like they're coming from a heart centered place. And when they're not, I, I feel like I can't create, or I just don't have fun doing it or it doesn't seem to do well. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have a book coming out? I feel like there's a book in you. I know. Right. I feel like there could be, I mean, I don't have any plans at the moment. I love writing and I've always been like drawn to that. I'm not saying no to anything. I say, I feel like, so maybe there would be like one jolt of like energy and that'll come out, but at the moment, no, but I'm, we'll see. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Sydney, thank you so much for your time and your love and your authenticity and your heart. I know that this episode is going to give so many people a lot of spark and hope to think bigger, to go for the bigger dreams and to, to let it happen naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when, when things get overly hard or when a door closes, there's just always another opening. Anything yes. you want to leave our listeners with in closing? I just say, keep trying, keep putting yourself out there. Never give up. Like you said, if one door shuts, find a window and don't lose hope. Like I, there's so many times in my life. Like I I told a lot of my successes, but like most of my life was a lot of no's. I mean, that was from dancing and auditioning, but like so many no's and so many people just like counting me out, but you can't count yourself out. You have to believe in what you have to offer and what you're bringing to the world. So just keep showing up and keep finding new directions. If that one thing isn't working. So Totally, totally. There's always another way. Thank you again so, so much. I can't wait for everyone to hear this conversation and get in on it. You're going to um, follow Sydney on Instagram. You're going to subscribe to her 
podcast, anything else, any other place people should. Um, I have my podcast for my, I have YouTube for my podcast that I'm working on figuring out. So if they want to go there and see some episodes too, that's an option and TikTok from time to time. But yes. Awesome. We will put all those links. So they're really easy for everyone. Thank you so much. And until next time. Bye. Bye. All right, queen. Wasn't that such a fun conversation? I just adore Sydney. I think that she is just such a special human. And it was just a couple days after that interview that her then boyfriend, now fiance, popped the question. And I'm just so, so happy for her. See, lives do get transformed from not ever having found love, not having a boyfriend, not, you know, getting further on The Bachelor to now literally having her man find her and now pop the question so that she will be spending her life with the man of her dreams. And this is what happens when we create new dominant thoughts. This, when we take responsibility for our lives, when we are just in such a confident, powerful, strong, uplifted vibration for whatever it is we're, we're working on. So if you're working on love, if you're working on money, if you're working on weight issues, if you're working on all the above, it all starts with us creating the dominant thoughts which is why I wanna invite you to the brand new Elite Mastermind I am hosting with my dear friend, Danelle Delgado. And you can check out all the details at divineliving.com forward slash domination because this is the divine direction domination. And it's not about some massive action thing. It's about creating brand new thoughts that become your dominant thoughts to really create the quantum leaps because I know that's what you're here for. You're not here to just make money $5 at a time. You're not here to just like slowly inch yourself forward. And to be around me and Danelle, who will be sharing with you all the goods on how we've created multiple seven-figure businesses. We're both very spiritual women, and we both function from a place of total bliss and joy. And we have so much more fun when we do things together, which is why I'm really delighted for you to meet the other women who have already signed up for the program. You will be literally in the midst of such queens, just kicking your year off so powerfully. Uh, We start in January, there's weekly calls, there's a luxury retreat uh, in a tropical location. So check out all the details at divineliving.com forward slash domination. This is space is very limited. This is a very um, small, exclusive mastermind. So if this is speaking to you, then get yourself in and registered. Um, you'll be amongst the others who have already reserved their space. Um, we first released this at the Divine Direction event, and women jumped on it. So if this is for you, no excuses, no overthinking. Get yourself registered. Um, and if you're curious about the details, go to divineliving.com forward slash domination.